0: Hi, you guys. Welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and I feel very deeply grateful to be here together today. We're going to kind of wrap up 2020 together. I bet (laughs) if you're like me, you've been waiting a very long time to get to say that, to be able to say, hey, we're closing this year out. We're going to be able to rip off that calendar page and say that's behind us. And so today we're going to explore the idea of rules, rules, verse rituals. What rest has to do with that? How we can move out of 2020 and into 2021. And how we can do that while still maintaining and holding on to who we are. So, without further ado, trailer cast. It's been a minute since it's been you and me here in this podcast. And I just wanted to, one, say hi, <laughs> check in with you, see how you're doing. Maybe even just consider like when was the first time you started listening to this podcast and what was going on for you at that time? What year was it? Where were you living? What were you doing for work? What was your family life like? What was, what was happening and to where you are now? And the kind of things you think about or know about or listen to and what has transpired in that gap. TrailerCast continues to be a really special container for me. It continues to be a place that I get to connect and meet people from all over the world that listen in and that we get a chance to find out what's going on in in your life and in my life and in our shared life. And... It marks a place for growth and, and ultimately hope, hope that's, that is what continues to be restored for me time and time again in and out and through each episode from the comments that I get or the DMS or the emails or the people volunteering to have a trailer cast conversation with me, hope. And I feel like that is a giant commodity, especially in the face of the monstrous year that 2020 has been. That we could still connect and that hope would birth from that. That is something, something I want to linger with today. That in the face of so many unpredictable things, of loss and change and things beyond our control, that we can find a steady assurance in the way that we create ritual in our life, not rules but ritual. So I want to take a moment just to reflect. What has this year been like for you? What has 2020 been like? And we can just take a moment. We're going to do this together. And if you need to like put the podcast on pause to really give yourself the time that you need, feel free to do that. That's what's kind of cool about these things is you can determine how much time you want or need at each point of the podcast. But we're going to start with Scanning from where we are right now in December, what has December been like for you? And so maybe just take a moment to think what happened objectively, what things are on your calendar, how you felt, what's been going on, what you're anticipating. What has December been? And then we'll move back to November. What was November like? And again, just take as much time as you want or need to reflect on what it's been for you. What happened? What you remember? What you wanted to happen? What didn't happen? What did? Moving back again to October. What do you remember? What stands out to you? September. What happened for you in September? August? What was going on in August? Just review each month. What do you notice? July? What was your July like? Just taking a breath and considering the events that happened if there's people that flash for you moments birthdays holidays anniversaries june what was your june and then may what did you celebrate in may what happened in may April. You take. You can look through your phone. You can look at pictures (laughs) at your Instagram account. What happened in April for you? Let's just take stock of each month. March. What shifted or happened for you in March? This could be individually, collectively, the things that are that are happening around you or in you. February. What was February for you? Can you think back? Does anything stand out? And then January 2020, shiny new month, started with so much potential, that blank slate of a new year, goals or habits or (laughs) shoulds and shouldn'ts and diets and, <laughs> and things. 2020, when you work backwards on it, how was it for you? What do you notice? What stood out? You can, you can think about this or write about this or talk out loud about this. And sometimes going month by month helps us to actually remember and take stock of like, well, that was, hey, a lot happened. Like there was a lot of things that come forward when I pay attention to what each month has been. And I can see how I have survived and emerged and continued and lost and showed up anyway and pivoted and hoped and reached out and hunkered down and sheltered in place and insisted on freedom and, and done my life. 2020. Here's what I want you to think about as we close out 2020. What do you need to leave behind? What do you need to leave in 2020? Is it a behavior, a habit an addiction, a brokenness, a relationship, a house, a marriage, a church, a job, a way of thinking, a way of being, a way of believing, expectations, standards, judgment. What do you need? Like you need to leave behind? What would you like to be able to kind of turn the calendar page on and say, that was then and this is now? I do want you to take some time to consider that. And so whether you, whether you push pause and do it now or you come back at another time and really write out your response to, to this idea of what you need to leave behind in 2020, It's not holding on to you and you don't have to hold on to it, whatever your, it is, you know, in different years past, I've chosen, like I need, I want to leave behind, I've left behind very concrete things, jobs and, and churches and relationships and, and things that had become unhealthy. And I needed to actually say, this stops here. And then there's been things like sugar or caffeine or alcohol or other things where i'm like i'm gonna also leave that here for now for a month for whatever there have been bigger things like i want to leave behind the belief the self-destructive belief that bad things keep happening to me and they always will and so I want you to think about what that could be for you. Big, small, otherwise, pervasive, peripheral, what? What is it that you're like, I need to leave this behind. And, and maybe as I scanned back through the different months, I could see that there was a bit of a theme or a bit of a thing that was kind of keeping me stuck here. Be, we'd begin to create some space from it and determine, because you are an adult with agency, that I'm gonna leave that behind. And I'm going to close the chapter. I'm going to wrap that up in 2020 and say, done, I'm done with that. I am relieving myself of that. I am untying the tether and that connection of that, of me to that thing, that substance, that belief, that person, that habit, that way I'm going to be done. You get to choose. How does that already feel thinking about that? How, does, how What do you already notice? Do you feel like, oh, yes, breath of air, strength, I'm sitting up straight. Yeah, I want to be done with that. Or fear, or anxiety, or sick to your stomach. Hey, these are all responses to things we know we need to do, right? All physical and emotional and social and spiritual information that helps us realize or it kind of lights up What we want to and need to let go of, but maybe haven't had the time, space, bandwidth to actually think about it. That's why we want to take the time to not rush into year-end things. And we also want to make the time and space so we don't just have our months and years running into one another without reflection. So you can do it. Whatever you want to wrap up in 2020 is yours to do. Pivoting, heading towards 2021, a new year is right around the corner. What do you want to pick up? What do you need for 2021? Coming out of this year that we've all had, you've left behind that thing that you need to be done with. What do you need to pick up now? I want you to take a moment and I really want you to think, what do you need? Do you need a plan? Do you need a job search? Do you need to take a break from dating? Do you need to move? Do you need to do the whole 30? (laughs) Like, what do you need moving towards 2021? Do you need time and space to take stock and consider your life? Do you need new friends? Like, what do you need when you're like, hey, 2021, I'm facing you. I'm heading towards you. I'm going that way. And in order to go that way, well, and on purpose, I need, and fill in the blank. We want to go on purpose. We want to use our healthy adult skills, our agency, our ability to create and have vision and then execute said vision. We want to be in the driver's seat of our lives. We want to invent new ways forward. We want to think outside of the box. We want to believe that all these things are possible. And we have to start with taking the time to consider what it is we need and then how we can start moving in that direction. So again, take the time, write, dream, think, consider, and then what's your first step? Do I need accountability in this? Do I need to tell somebody this is like my word or the thing I'm focusing on for 2021? Or is it personal? Do I just need to write it down and hold myself accountable? Do I need community around me for this? Do I need to go somewhere and do something, like do a big thing, do a big trip or do a big whatever, like a big thing to mark? This is me doing this new year, five-year decade of my life on purpose. And from there, we look at the difference between rule and ritual. A lot of the times when we hit January, there's a flood of new starts, of things we're going to do. And I think that's great because I like when we like, kind of shake out like the winter dust and tiredness of the year before. But what we tend to do is build a lot of rules around what we're going to do. I'm going to drink eight glass, eight ounces of water every hour. I'm going to stand for five minutes every hour. Go- and, and I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go to bed at nine. I'm going to wake up at six. and I'm going to ride on my Peloton and I'm going to whatever, right? and there's rules, and with rules comes resistance. Because now all of a sudden, if there's a rule, well now there's a tendency to need to break that rule. There's a confinement that comes from this rule, I have to, there's a right and a wrong, I either did or I didn't. With rule comes a pretty intense standard of, oh my gosh, I have to do this thing. There's a, We pressurize the system, And healthy behavior and change doesn't tend to thrive in a system that is so black, white, and rigid. And so I want to invite you to move out of rule and into ritual. See, ritual is practice. This isn't game day, this isn't the thing I have to nail. My ritual is my morning practice, it's my way of moving in my life, the way in which I wake up and what I choose to read, not because I have to, but because I get to. My ritual is, I'm going to do something for my physical body, my emotional body, my spiritual body today. What's going to go in those categories? Because I know that those are three things, those are three spaces that I honor each day. And so my ritual looks like a walk, a meditation, and a night, a night out with friends, whatever. My my rituals are my way, my practice. There's no getting it wrong because it's what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. It's the way I do it, right? Not if I did or didn't. So part of the way that I build ritual in my life is I have a physical space downstairs in my house. And I have a variety of things that serve my ritual. So I have a candle, so it smells good. And I have infinity books and journals that strike my fancy. So sometimes I want to read, um, read about the alchemical studies in Jungian psychology. <laughs> Cause, because sometimes I want to read Mary Oliver poems. Uh, sometimes I want to read about world religion. And sometimes I want to read about, um, I love Steinbeck. So I have a a bunch of different books on the ocean and poetry and old California, but part of my ritual is lingering and taking the time to go into my day with that, that, that speaks beauty to me. That soothes me. It is something I know I, I love to do and will do, but I don't say Every Monday at 7 a.m., I will be there. That's my rule. That rule immediately conveys a sense of if I don't do it, then I failed. Whereas ritual is sometimes I get there and sometimes I don't, but I know it'll be there tomorrow morning and I can do it then. Or tonight when the kids go to bed. Or if I can get that 10 minutes in between the threshold of work and motherhood. And so I want you to try that on and to play with those ideas of the difference for you between rule and ritual. You know, I, I feel like a lot of the times I needed to set things up around me to be able to have rituals that actually happen. So people when they're talking about making behavioral change, like um Okay, so true confession, we did get a Peloton during um, COVID-19, and I have a massive celebrity crush on Robin Arzon, and she talks about um, putting your stuff out the night before. I know she's not the only person who says this, but she's the one who said it to me recently, and so I'm going to give her credit for it, that putting her shoes out, her workout clothes out the night before, and it's, it's that setup, Right. And so even that becomes practice and ritual that even before the experience is, is the prep and the plan for what I get to do tomorrow. And so I think that there's a part of ritual as well as I, I set, I put water in my kettle so that I know that when I go to make tea that night, that it's all, I'm already kind of halfway there. And so I want you to think about what is a way that you can prepare for your rituals. What do you need to be successful? Do you want a new journal? Do you want companionship in your new ritual? Do you want a book club so you know you know someone to talk about the books that you're reading with? Is part of your ritual this podcast? I mean, maybe it's things we listen to. Maybe you're already doing something and that could be enough. So maybe for 2021, you're not trying to add on a bunch of things, but you're honoring what you're already doing. I tend to listen to podcasts when I'm putting, like doing all the laundry, and I feel like I don't need to add something to that. I can honor that that is a time where I'm not only putting things away physically, but I feel like I'm kind of putting things away mentally. And so maybe the invitation to 2021 isn't adding, it's acknowledging you are already doing so much as a human. And there's really nothing new you need to do, except draw some circles or spaces around what it is you've got going on, which really takes us to rest. We need rest. I need rest. You need rest. We live in a hustle dominant culture. In a society that prizes busy- busyness and results and getting it done and doing, doing, doing. It is a rebellion to stop and rest. And so my my hope and my encouragement. My challenge is what does rest look like for you? What does it feel like? How many days off does it take you to actually feel like you're at rest rather than anxiously doing nothing? Right? Cause you know, there's a difference between, okay, so I'm taking time air quotes off for the holidays. And now I don't know how to not do so much. And so I'm like anxiously cleaning or I'm filling my schedule with whatever that's, that's coming down. That's not rest yet. So what are the things that you need to, to do in order to get to rest? And then what is rest? I don't mean dissociating or blacking out or leaving your life. I mean, rest as a way of being in your life with less distraction, so you're able to actually scan through your months and know what the heck happened to your life, to you. We need rest, sleep, pausing, maybe just walking and being aware of where we're walking. Maybe making a phone call to someone on purpose because you're curious about how they are. Rest is moving out of rules, right? Rest is, how am I? what do I, what do I need? And, and what do I have to offer the world? The world might be my daughter. The world might be my neighbor. The world might be the person checking me out at Trader Joe's. The world might be this podcast, Once I've taken the time to downshift into rest, what's true? Could we look at 2021? Could we anticipate and set ritual and hope from a place of rest rather than a place of hustle? Could we be maybe more clear, more accurate, more honest, more abundant when we've taken the time To come to a more human space of being and from there to set accurate vision and pace and goals and things rather than from that frenzied place of have to, have to, have to, have to, have to. Just some thoughts. An invitation for something for you to consider. Rest is good and necessary and you are human and I am human. (laughs) Rest doesn't have to mean doing nothing. We can be restfully active, mindfully aware and present as we read, we played Uno last night. I feel like that's a form of rest, it's togetherness. (laughs) It feels like it's like gingerly on purpose. It feels full and like I'm here and I'm not hurried. Sometimes I have to do nothing in order to be able to have restful together experiences. Sometimes I need to actually stop, close my eyes and breathe. Sometimes I need to listen to a guided meditation. Sometimes I need a night away by myself to really like downshift off of the, of the work week or the year or whatever. Those are all ways that we get to the place of rest. And then from there, we reboot, we restart. So I want you to consider your pivot, your transition from what you're leaving behind in 2020 into what you're picking up for 2021, how you can play creatively with the ideas of rule and ritual and where rest fits into all of that. So here's to all things new. You, (laughs) me, the calendar year, all of it. Cheers. Okay, guys, couple things and announcements and things I want you to know about as well. If you um, have thought about wanting to take this podcast into an actual physical space, meet together, there's a bunch of ways that we're doing that for 2021. There are individual retreats that I host and that we could do something one-on-one together. All of this information lives on my website at elisesnipes.com. That's E-L-Y-S-E-S-N-I-P-E-S.com, where you can read about the different retreat options. There are individual retreats, group retreats, which I've always called weekends, um, and then the wild women retreats. And the, and the reason that we do these big experiences is a way to do a big whole stinking deep dive on you, your life, what's going on, where you fit in, what's underneath that you can't see, and we help bring to the surface. So the core beliefs that keep you feeling stuck and you just didn't realize that relationship was what was making you feel bad or that that moment from your childhood or that that way of believing has kept you from reaching your goals or uh, self-realizing what you want to do and who you want to be. And so weekends and retreats are a way of doing that. Um, I'm also doing dream sessions. And what that means is it's not ongoing therapy, but it's a one-time session where we're able to take a look at your life, what's working, what's not, um, and then come up with a plan for a way to get unstuck. Again, all of this is on my website, elisesnipes.com. But either way, I just want you to know there are ways and resources for you to be able to do more than listen here. If you're wanting to get into action, I invite you to please reach out. I, that's my like favorite thing about this podcast in general is it's like, this is why we're here is real people to make real change, to really connect. I want to do that with real you. <laughs> so that's like, that's the whole point of everything is this con- type of connection that leads to transformation. Um, if you have thought about wanting to work one-on-one with a counselor or a coach, um, I, my team that I created, RadicalWellness.co, it's a group of women who I know to be like the most badass people in their respective fields. And we work holistically, which means that we're not just treating mental health. We're not just treating physical health. We're not just treating intellectual health. We have specialized people and we all work with you. So if you work with Radical Wellness, you'll have a therapist, you'll have somebody who works with you via the Enneagram, you'll have someone who takes care of your physical body, your pain body, your somatic experience, and then we all collaborate to make sure that we're taking care of you in the best way possible. And so when I think about it, it's like, it's not that you have to like, oh, at to time my therapist this and this person this, it's like, no, we hold all that. We do all that communicating so that you just get to be cared for. The purpose of radical wellness is to provide like radical care in a new way that we're able to go outside of the box. We work completely online. So no matter where you are, you can work with this team right now. We're serving people all across the United States, Canada, Australia. Um, the point is to be able to access the type and quality of care you want to be able to get what you need. Okay. Those are just all the things that I'm like, hey, I I kind of forget to mention these things sometimes. And if we were sitting here, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot that and that and that. And so those are all my that's. Again, feel free to check out whatever you want on the website, but just wanted to let you know that those are some fun ways that we can work together and do some fun stuff together this year. Um, Last thing is if you are interested in becoming a supporter of TrailerCast, you can do that on my website as well, or just searching trailercast.com. And there's monthly contributions as options, so like 99 cents a month to 9.99 per month. But either way, it's just a way to contribute to the ongoing making of the show, and I value your support. Okay. Best. See you guys in the new year. Thank you for listening to Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Visit TrailerCast.com to listen to all of our recorded episodes, sign up for Patreon to offer support for the show, and get access to group sessions, extra bonus episodes and content, and our private Instagram account, where we continue to grow the TrailerCast community. Follow Elise on Instagram at elise_snipes_collective and learn more about her work at EliseSnipes.com. Lastly, we'd love for you to take a moment and review the show on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Cheers, and see you next time.